Welcome to Moneyline, this is Matt McCall. Thanks for joining me today. We got a big show ahead of you, but maybe not as long as normal because you can hear my voice, there's not much left. It is July 6, 2021. Hope everybody had a great 4th of July. We're continuing what we started last week. We have our top stocks starting in the second half of this year through the next couple of years. We shared five last week. We got five more coming at you today. Five top ideas. Also, we're breaking down all the European car makers that have these huge aspirations for electric vehicles and self-driving vehicles, which ones you should be having on your watch list. Too many people are overlooking European autos. Lots of great opportunity over there. And we're gonna talk markets as well, big picture markets. The S&P on a seven day winning streak heading into today. And so well, but so far so good. Things look great for the second half of the year. All this and more coming up right now on Moneyline. The buck starts here. Moneyline with Matt McCall. Again, folks, welcome. This is Matt McCall. This is Moneyline. It is July 7th, 2021. I hope everybody had a great long weekend, a great July 4th. As you can tell by my voice, it's not from yelling too much. Um, Boy, I've had a sinus thing for a couple days, uh, about a week, and it does the same thing every time I get it. I haven't had it in like two years. Sore throat, goes to my chest where it is now, runny nose, done. So I was able to hop over to the pharmacia uh, and in my Spanglers get some what I believe to be decongestant. So hopefully by Friday I'll be all tip-top shape again, but hopefully today's show will not be too long because I'm going to try and save the voice and save my sore throat. But let's talk about the markets here. Let's jump into it right now. Uh, let's take a look here at the uh, S&P 500. Uh, Seven-day win streak. You can see right here. Uh, it was on Friday. Uh, right now, it is about uh, 12.50, uh, 10 of 11 um, East Coast time. So we have about three hours and 10 minutes left in trading. Doesn't, I don't think it's going to turn around. So it'll probably end at a seven-day winning streak on the S&P 500. What's uh, fascinating about this is um, it's the, uh, the longest streak uh, that we've had um, of consecutive highs. These aren't just seven, it's not just a seven day win streak. It is a seven day streak of seven days of hitting new all time highs every single day. First time we've done that, the longest streak we've had uh, since 1997. We also, of course, just ended a month uh, last, uh, last week uh, and we also ended a quarter. We've now had five months up in a row for the S&P 500. We've had five quarters up in a row, again, for the S&P 500. That's the longest streak since 2017. Even more fascinating is, of all those five quarters in a row, each one has been up at least 5%. So for at least five quarters straight, which is, as you know, a year and a quarter, each quarter has been up at least 5% or higher. It's only the second time this has happened since 1945. That's pretty fascinating. A uh, couple of other stats here I got this weekend. First half, S&P 500 is up 14.4%, 14. 14. best we've had in two years. Uh, second best, though, since 1998. So we actually had a real strong start of the year as, obviously, the economy started to reopen uh, here and globally. And the, um, if you have a five-month winning streak, folks, uh, where the fifth month ends at an all-time high, which it did last week, uh, it's happened about 17 times since 1961. All 17 times, the market's higher one year later. So if we follow that pattern, that means the S&P 500 be higher than it was uh, last week on June 30th, next year, June 30th, 2022. That's a pretty good streak, 17 in a row, so I'm not going to argue with that. <clears throat> but um, overall, I, I think I said this last week as well, and we've been taking some profits in some of uh, our stocks and our newsletters 
and people are questioning why we're selling all of a sudden now. Um, well, uh, not to be rude, but that's how you manage money. Uh, when you have stocks who run up like this, a lot of them have gotten beaten up and they're up on big news. Uh, some of the gene editing stocks, uh, huge rallies. Those don't go straight up forever. They have pullbacks. And sometimes the pullbacks can last months. Sometimes the pullbacks can be 20 to 40%. So when you have big news, that's when you sell. Uh, there's, there's different angles to investing and I'm a very long-term investor and I realize you have to weather ups and downs. But some of the investments we have are based off certain trends or certain catalysts that are happening. And when a catalyst happens or that trend comes to fruition, I then have to reevaluate the reasons why I bought the stock. And if I reevaluate, let's say a gene editing company that's up over 300% in just over eight months, do I think it could be a 10x winner and go even more? I do. However, at the same time, it's run up so much, so much faster than I thought it would. It's years away from achieving what I think the 10x would be. So why not sell some, take some off the profit? You can always get back into it. It's, it's, it's this mentality of, of, of people think so linear when it comes to investing, when it comes to trying to run a business. I've been associated with businesses that do this. They run things linear. They can't think outside the box. Look at any disruptor, any company that we're putting in uh, our portfolios. They're disruptors. They don't think linear. They think outside the box. How can I upend this industry? How can I take something that's good and make it great? The problem happens is you get a lot of businesses that they follow into this, hey, we're doing good, we're doing good. Yeah, but you're not taking advantage of the opportunity in front of you. You're doing great. And those are the kind of companies we want to invest in. We want to invest in companies that we believe yeah, they're doing good, but they have plans to be great. They have plans to think outside the box. So when it comes to investing the same way, you can't invest linear. Investing, you know who struggles the most investing? For clients of mine I've had over the last 18 years, the ones that struggle the most are the smartest. The doctors, it's black and white. It's not like, okay, let's cut here, let's cut, ah, we'll cut over here. It's black and white, you gotta, you gotta do what you gotta do. It's very important. Um, attorneys tend to be really bad in investors as well. I'm not quite sure why. I mean, they, they overthink things too, but a lot of times they're very smart people, but they read the law and the law says this, 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 even though they try to manipulate it, but it's black and white law, right? The stock market, unfortunately, is not black and white. Uh, I have a, a strategy I've been using for over two decades, but it's gray. You have to be able to think outside the box, move with what the market's going to give you. It's not that easy. That's ready light, green light, red light, green light, red light, sell, green light, buy. It's not that easy. So keep that in mind, folks, when, when, when I'm talking about these things and, and, and we're taking profits and you're wondering why you're questioning things, it's because my strategy in the market is fluid. The moment I sit back and say, I figured this out, I've lost. And that's why I work harder than anybody in this industry and spend more time reading and researching look at charts than anybody in the industry. So I continue to keep up on it. If you don't keep educating yourself, you fall behind in a minute. The moment you start thinking you're the best thing since sliced bread, you're done. You're toast, if you will. Pun intended. Okay, so the markets are great. And pulling back today, big deal. It's one day, seven days up in a row. It's okay. I think we're due for a short-term pullback. And we could pull all the way back here in the S&P to this 500-day moving, or sorry, 50-day moving average, which, you know, I'll pull up the, that's the spiders. I'll pull up the real S&P here. In a second, if it loads, it doesn't look like, there we go. Uh, so right now that's sitting right around, 
4210, but it probably meet a little bit higher, say 4250 or so. So let's call that 70 points to the downside. It's less than 2% from here. So that's a very short, short, you know, uh, trough of a pullback. So, but again, it'd be very healthy if it does that. So keep that in mind. A little bit of pullbacks, okay. <clears throat> With that being said, the two other very important segments we're going to touch on today are five more stocks that I like for second half of 2021 and beyond. And also, I broke down the European auto stocks this weekend. Let's take a look at the European auto stocks. We'll wrap up the five stocks. So European auto stocks I went through, I got most of the big names in here. Again, I'm going to go a little quicker than normal just because my throat is hurting right now. Uh, Ferrari, symbols race, R-A-C-E. Um, as you can see here, uh, let me pull up the chart. Uh, quite a, kind of a choppy chart here as of late, uh, but let's take a little longer term because the last you know, 18 months have been weird with everything going on. But boy, this has held up really well, uh, in my opinion, even during the pandemic, uh, which was here, quickly came back to a high. I mean, before the market, I think even came back to a high. So it's, it's done really well. Uh, Ferrari's about a $51 billion company, obviously headquartered in Italy. Uh, looking forward to the next couple of years, revenue is expected to increase by about 12.3%. Uh, bottom line, about 9.5%. And uh, to me, I, I think it's a really well-positioned company. It's one that's often, I believe, overlooked. It's not one when you think of autos, uh, you think of Ferrari. But, you know, all the European companies over there, they're, they're making great strides when it comes to electric vehicles. Again, you just don't hear as much about it, even though it is a 51 uh, billion dollar company and I, I think it's one of those like forgotten um, if you will forgotten stocks that are out there uh, if we take a look at uh, where it trades here fundamentally on, on uh, traditional valuations um, we see that the uh, 4p ratio is a little high at 35 price of sales high at 9.3 uh, so it's not the greatest value uh, that you'll see out there and it's going to be probably the least attractive valuation of all of them uh, so maybe that's, that's why uh, you don't hear much about it, but just to give you an idea, uh, that, that's where we are with race. Uh, the next one we'll take a look at is Porsche. Anybody who watches this show knows I own a Porsche. Uh, granted, it's an SUV. I'm not that cool. Uh, but uh, So Porsche Holdings, I've talked about this a lot, $33 billion company. It was actually complicated. Uh, somebody sent in about you know, this, uh, how Porsche and, and, and Volkswagen work. So this is Porsche Automobile Holdings. And they actually own about 50% of Volkswagen, which we'll get to next, believe it or not. So it's the way it's set up. And uh, you have Audi. And then within that, uh, within that Volkswagen, they have the Porsche brand. So the Porsche brand's a little different than the Porsche holding. The Porsche holdings are the family. So they own about 50% of Volkswagen. So by default, they own portions of Audi, Porsche, Bentley, Lamborghini, Skoda. Um, top lines we expect to grow about 9%. Bottom line, 12%. You can see the chart here. It's pulled back from a high. I'll zoom out a little bit, show you a longer term. I love this. $10 level of support. Uh, it's pulling back here again today, down about 3%. If it double bottoms in this 10 or fills this cap at 950, man, that looks pretty damn sweet to me. It has been some big volume coming out of it, so you're going to keep an eye on it. Uh, but uh, PE ratio of 8, peg 0.7, price to book 0.7. Cheap, folks, cheap. Um, so Volkswagen has got probably the biggest aspirations of all European, if not all companies, when it comes to electric vehicles. Uh, you see a symbol here, VWAGY, $167 billion company, uh, subsidiary of POAHY, which is Porsche uh, Automobile Holdings. Uh, top lines expected to grow about 4.3%, bottom line 10.5%, PE ratio 9.5%, PEG 0.9%, price to book 0.8%. As I mentioned, huge ambitions for EVs. Uh, take a look at a long-term chart here. It's kind of weird. Something went on back there. Uh, that might have been the whole mess up with a diesel or whatever, or maybe it was even before that. But it's you know rallied up. It's come back. 
I, you know, I think Volkswagen's going to be a huge winner. And I think, you know, after that rally up and then pull back, try to rally again, pulling back. Tons of support around 30, very similar to Porsche chart uh, as they're going to have similar charts. But uh, one, I would definitely put on the radar because I believe it's going to be a huge winner when it does come to EVs. I think they'll come, their aspirations will come to fruition. Uh, here's Daimler AG, uh, German company again. Uh, does Mercedes-Benz, trucks, buses. They do a bunch of special vehicles. Uh, just under $97 billion company. Uh, top line growth, a little bit low, 3.8%. Bottom line, 5.6%. Peg ratio, point, uh, sorry, PE ratio, 10.4%. Peg, 1.8%. Price of sales, 1.2%. Uh, sorry, price of book, 1.2%. Um, different chart here because it's got this big long-term uptrend that we saw here. And it bottomed out after the uh, pandemic at 5 bucks, ran at 24 Prior highs around 23 and change since pulled back, forming a bit of a double top up there from a technical perspective. Um, and support line has been broken just the uh, last couple of days. <coughs> so I keep my eye on this one. I don't like the way it's acting technically. But, uh, you know, Mercedes Benz is a great brand. Uh, I, I like a couple others a little bit better, but I, I want to throw it out there because it's a big player, obviously, a big, big company. Uh, next is going to be one that actually trades here in the States uh, Stellantis. Uh, it's a $62 billion company. Uh, it is, uh, you'll know the brands. You probably don't like Stellantis. What the hell is this? $62 billion company. Chrysler, Dodge, Fiat, Jeep, Maserati, Alfa Romeo, Opel, Citroen, Peugeot. Uh, peg ratio, or sorry, PE ratio 6.8, peg 0.3, price of book 0.7. Top line growth 16.7%, bottom line 20.7. So the numbers are fantastic, the valuations, and the growth is much higher than, than most of its other uh, competitors. Uh, again, bottomed out here, it's come back and hasn't even come back to a high from 2018. Very interesting to me, this play. Very, very interesting. Want to keep an eye on. And again, I don't have any exposure to any of these stocks. I'm not telling you to buy any of these stocks, but I'll just share them with you. Uh, this is uh, BMW here. And a lot of these stocks are down big today. It's down almost 5% today. Uh, BMW chart, you can see, just broke out last month. Uh, since pulled back. And you take a look. Again, bottomed uh, after the pandemic. Came up double top, pulling back off that double top. You know, maybe these are short-term pullbacks. Uh, this is kind of on, on, kind of close to its uptrend line. A lot of support around 31, but this is the 200-day moving average. You got some price support there. Uh, as I mentioned, $70 billion company, BMW, Mini, Rolls-Royce, PE ratio 15.6, PEG 2.3, price of book 1.0, top line growth 4.3, bottom line 6.9. So one more here we'll take a look at. Uh, this is Renault, uh, R-N-L-S-Y, the French company. About a $12.2 billion company. They have Renault, a lot of Dacia, Top line growth, 8%. Bottom line is huge because they've had a big, big hit last year, 81.5%. Uh, Price of book, 0.4. And uh, you'll take a look at the little bit longer term chart here on uh, Renault. And uh, I don't like this. I mean, just it's so different than the rest of them. Sorry, we went back to the short term pretty quickly um, with that chart load up. So let's go through these real quick. You know, we looked at uh, Ferrari, which I thought looked pretty damn good. Uh, Porsche, you know that I like already. Uh, Volkswagen, uh, I just think it's going to be a major player in EVs, and you can get exposure to that through Porsche as well, which is nice. Uh, Daimler, not as, as high on Stellantis from a pure uh, numbers and technical. Boy, it looks freaking great. BMW, didn't really shout out to Mitch me, Renault either, so kind of get an idea which ones I, to keep an eye on there. But um, yeah, some ideas because you want to have exposure to Europe, in my opinion. I think Europe is very undervalued compared to the U.S., and I think there's a great opportunity here for the next one to five years. And uh, I think the autos obviously are a great sector to invest in. So put the two, the two in together. This is my top-down approach. So put those two in together, and I think you have some great op investment opportunities in there. Now let's move on to the uh, 
stocks, uh, 15 stocks for second half of 2021 and beyond. I give you five last week. Let's go through those real quick in case you missed last week's show. It'll make you watch the whole thing. You should, but it won't make you watch the whole thing. Uh, the Salt Systems, of course, uh, give me one second here, folks. Do the picture in picture. Uh, the Salt Systems, uh, as you can see, this is long term. All right, there we go. Let me get to the short term chart. Uh, there we go. Let me a great looking boy breaking out again today. 1.9%. We talked about that one last week. Uh, Lightspeed, which is a uh, fintech play. The Salt Systems is uh, industrials, robotics, that type of stuff, 3D printing. Uh, Lightspeed, uh, there you go. Uh, Natera, NTRA, is um, uh, cancer detection and prenatal detection, uh, liquid biopsies, uh, big, big growing industry. Uh, grow Generation to play on gardening and cannabis. Uh, I talked about that one last week. And then a SPAC that will be EVgo, a big uh, charging station company, CLII, also talked about last week. So the five this week are, start with STEM in no specific order. STEM was a SPAC, rallied up about 5x, came back down. Now we're at about 35.50 on STEM. It's about a $4.5 billion company. It has an artificial intelligence-driven energy storage company. So you're melding two very, very big trends. Uh, energy storage, which I think is just so overlooked and such a great trend, uh, with um, artificial intelligence. Uh, revenue uh, this year expected to come in at 146 million. Next year, or, uh, two years from now, 570 million. So basically, 3x, um, over 3x in two years. Uh, profitable by 2023 already at 32 cents per share. Love that. Uh, so this is a hell of a value play. It's got um, in the right sector, it's got a path to profitability. Uh, so it's one, again, I want to put on for my long term here, starting uh, the second half of this year. <coughs> Next one to take a look at is uh, QSI. Another one's a SPAC. This is no specific reason, just a company I like. Uh, it's QuantumSci. It's a biotech company. Uh, Next-gen protein sequencing. It's also got a genetics platform, about a $1.7 billion company. Uh, no revenue yet, uh, but they're expected uh, by 2025 to have $186 million in revenue. So this is a, this is a more of a flyer. Uh, this is a, a very aggressive lottery ticket play, uh, but is one to keep an eye on because anything uh, with genetics and, and protein sequencing and everything there, uh, big, big upside. Uh, I get some good backers in this company as well. Uh, the next one is uh, Roblox, and this is obviously um, uh, gaming, and one of the big gaming companies out there at nearly a $50 billion valuation. Uh, sales uh, this year expect to come in at $2.6 billion. And then uh, by 2023, up to $4 billion. And then earnings per share of 2023 of $1.11. So what I love about this is making pretty decent money in the bottom line. It's going to be able to have a high valuation, but this is something that such a niche amongst uh, children uh, around the world. And um, see how it broke out after the IPO, came back down, and found support at 80. Uh, I think anywhere in these low 80s, boy, it looks like a real nice long-term opportunity. Uh, next one's a, a re fairly recent IPO as well. Um, and, and this is Compass, symbol COMP, hasn't done as well as Roblox. It's gone the opposite. Down another 4% today to an all-time low. So Compass is a, is a real estate play, believe it or not. It does uh, software as a service, cloud-based um, real estate uh, for uh, residential real estate brokers. It's about a $5 billion company. Uh, in 2020, last year, they had $3.72 billion in sales. Uh, by 2023, they're expecting $8.6 billion in sales. So trading at a little less than $5 billion, you can see it's trading very low valuation, um, and then by 2023, not yet profitable, losing about 24 cents a share, but it looks like there's a path to profitability. It's strange because so many of these um, 
real estate platforms have not done well where it's just like kind of people are still fighting the fact that the disruption that's going to be taking place in the real estate sector, I've talked about this so long that my voice is going, that's how much I've talked about it. It's, man, it's just, it's, it, it's gonna be disrupted. It's just not gonna be the same. In 10 years from now, realtors won't exist. Maybe high-end ones for people that are too lazy, but everything's gonna be digital, folks. I mean, it's gonna be, you put on your VR glasses and walk through wherever you want. It's no such thing. There's no need for middlemen. Middlemen will be cut out. Um, and Compass having software, I think it could do well, um, even though it's hitting an all-time low. So again, nothing here is a buy or sell recommendation. It's one just to keep an eye on that I think have potential to move higher. Uh, and then we're gonna move over to China. And China's had some weird stuff going on lately in the Sanhui Conk Cement, another one that's hitting low. It's not an all-time low, but a, low, a yearly low. And this is a $30.9 billion uh, cement company in China. It's got very little growth. However, the PE ratio is 4.9. Uh, price to sale, or sorry, price to book comes in at 1.1. Very, very cheap stock. And this is just purely a bet um, that a uh, expansion will continue in China and uh, that the uh, need for cement and aggregates will be there. And this is actually at one point was one of the biggest winners over the last like 20 years. Um, it doesn't go all the way back because this is an ADR, but if you went back here to when it traded in China, it was at pennies. It was crazy how big this, this, how well the stock has done. But it's pulled back, and I think it looks like a nice opportunity uh, bet, betting on China. I know a lot of people don't like China, but I'm trying to diversify the portfolio here that we're coming up with, you know, our, our mock portfolio. Uh, I mentioned last week we did uh, industrials, new industrials, next-gen industrials. We did fintech, we did healthcare, we did uh, cannabis, uh, we did uh, charging stations for EVs. This, this week we did... Uh, energy storage with AI. We did uh, another healthcare protein sequencing. We did gaming. Uh, we did uh, real estate, and uh, but software-based. And then we're doing uh, China and, and cement. So it's a very diversified portfolio we're throwing together. So I hope you all enjoyed this. And uh, I'm going to cut it short just because, again, my throat is bothering me. I'm going to try to rest up by Friday. I promise you my voice will be tip-top shape again. But thank you for putting up with the voice. Thank you for supporting me. I hope everybody had a great July 4th weekend. Nobody blew any fingers off. I think it's stupid. Hangover, fine. If you had that, that's all right. Uh, I didn't because I haven't felt well, so I've been feeling really good in the morning, uh, but not so good. But anyway, I hope you all have a wonderful shortened holiday week here. Uh, if you're down on the beach, uh, love it. Uh, enjoy it. Uh, or down the shore, as I should say. Uh, enjoy it. So thank you so much for the support, everything that uh, you guys do for me, and uh, I look for continued support going forward. Uh, have fun. Have a great week. Be safe. Be happy. Give somebody a hug. Tell me you love them. I'm Matt McCall, and that was your Money Line. Money Line with Matt McCall. Matt McCall. To find more information, head over to McCallMoneyWire.com. That's McCallMoneyWire.com. <laughs>